We are gathered here today because it is growing up with Aaron. <laughs> and I am Aaron, and I'm here with my friends Lisa and Michael. And we are hanging out in the 80s lately, watching some movies. And we are watching one of my favorites. It's what? a it's a it's the first box office film, Marvel film. You you wouldn't know unless you know, but it is. And it's also a George Lucas film. Mm-hmm. And it is from the writers of, um, I know it's Temple of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And I know these writers have worked with George Lucas for a long time. Anyway, it is one, you're thinking it's going to be Captain America or Spider-Man, but it's Howard the Duck. Yay. Because he's the master of quack foo. <laughs> yeah. And apparently seducing a human. Oh my god. Leah Thompson. In her underwear. (laughs) She was gorgeous. Oh, she is gorgeous. But, I mean, in that movie. And that crimped hair. I was all about her hair. Wow, you guys are just diving right in. I just had to talk about the fashion in her hair before we talk about anything else. Because I'll miss that later. But anyway. She's in her underwear. She's crimped hair. <laughs> what else is there? We don't even care about the duck. We're just oh like, yeah, ha- the duck. We, we just haven't have, talked at all about the Lisa duck. and her just having like a freaking hot session with Leah Thompson here, or it's just me. Wow. No, she was better than the duck. <laughs> she was. She was. And Anyways. I got so much about her. But anyway, why the hate all already with the hate? The cosmos. Countless worlds upon worlds, worlds without end. In these galaxies, every possible reality exists. And what is reality on any one world is mere fantasy on all others. Here, all is real and all is illusion. What is, what was, and what will be start here with the words... In the beginning, there was... Howard the Duck. Before we get too far into this now, I want to kind of tell why I chose this movie, because obviously I always like to explain why I chose this movie for Mm -hmm. why I was growing up. And of course, 1986. I know I didn't see this movie in, in 1986 exactly because I was three. And mm-hmm. if I did see this in 1986, I vaguely remember it. But I do remember watching this with my mother and my brothers. My mom was a single mom at this time, and we lived in a very small apartment, and it was a lot of times movies with mom. Like I said, movies with grandpa, movies with mom. And this is before my mom went really, really religious. So this movie was not a, offensive to her yet With at this point. <laughs> is this it, what turned her really religious? No, surprisingly. You'd think it might have a little bit, Um, but we watched this movie and I do remember seeing like this duck come in and everything is very, very adult about this duck, like beers, cigars, play duck with like breasts on the duck and you're seeing like the areolas and the nipples and and everything. And it's very, very adult. Everything about this whole thing is adult. But that wasn't mm-hmm. the point of why I'm telling the story. I do just remember that this whole the experience of seeing this movie and watching this movie with my family, my brothers and my mom, is one of my favorite memories 
as a child. This specific movie in that, just like Little Mermaid with my grandpa. And I, this is how movies with my mom at there and my brothers was. My mom had an air popper, as you did in the 80s. Yum. Right? So we had air popped popcorn with melted butter from the stove that you poured all over it. And then she made what I believe my <laughs> grandfather called. Wait, what? Sorry. You said that you <laughs> melted on the stove and poured all over it. All I could think of was, did you drink it? Obviously. I was. Right? So I, I make my popcorn on the stove in just yeah. hot. Okay. And I don't I don't have a fancy air popper. Oh, I don't now. I left that in the 80s. I just <laughs> I think of when I hear that I think of what Marie Kondo would do or uh just a general minimalist. Can, do I need this? Sorry. She would probably just tell you just to get microwave popcorn, but where would you put the, where would, where you, would you get a microwave? It? I know. Um get a, get Jiffy Pop and just have put it over a lighter. <laughs> Jiffy Pop is fun. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, air popper. Yes, and butter all over the air popped popcorn. Mm. And then we would take a blender, ice cream, and make milk and milk and make malted milk. My grandfather yep. called them. Yeah, <laughs> yum. That's the only way to do it. So that was the experience. I remember the treats for the movies and the movie experience. And that's movie. I, for some reason, even after the whole like villain reveal and it's very terrifying, but I don't remember it being so terrifying, but watching it now as an adult, I'm like, Oh, there's some scary parts of this. I think Michael and I mentioned earlier (laughs) anyway. So yeah, one of my favorite memories. So that's why I chose this movie. Then let's just talk a little bit about the um, <laughs> fact that it is the first Seriously? Marvel movie. Okay, the first Marvel movie. Yeah. Let's start there. Now, of course, yeah. there were there were Marvel movies made, but they were for TV. And like, oh, TV shows? TV movies and shows. Like, so there was... A telenovela. 19, okay, so 1944, there was a serial for Captain America. And is that, that what was, they showed before movies? I believe like a little so. cartoon before like something I don't really know. I don't understand that to the point I could. Um, all I know is that was the first Marvel movie. If you want to really go back that far, arguably. But then I looked and I saw 1977. There was Spider-Man 1978. There was Dr. Strange 1979. Another Captain America 1979. Captain America 2. And Death these are all for TV. TV. They were all for universal television or, yeah, the, the 1978 Doctor Strange and then the Captain America um, movies in 1979 were all universal television. And nothing else was in the major cinemas, blockbuster, you know, or anything. So these are made for TV movies. Correct. So the first made for like blockbuster, big cinema, mass, you know, like Star Wars, like, you know, style was Howard the Duck. <laughs> the biggest Marvel movie that entered into that opened up the world of Marvel sent it Marvels into the cinematic world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Nobody would have thought, right? Interesting way to say it. Oh, I don't know how to say it without it's twisting the first it around. Marvel movie, just, right? I just I like to have it a long way to say it. I never say things in the you short. Really? Place. So you're a, it's a it's the length of the sentence. I, uh-huh. 
I'm long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, it is the first Marvel movie, only to be followed up back in 1998 by Blade. Well, there was another Captain America movie and Dolph Lundgren in The Punisher, but they did not go to the movie theater. They were straight to VHS. Okay. I like that. Okay, so Howard the Duck had a history with in comics. Obviously, he was yeah. created. He was created back with uh, Fear Comics by Stanley uh, in the early seventies, and then it became the Man Thing, and then all of a sudden Howard the Duck suddenly had his own comics, and he had like a satire. It was more satire comics, weird, just com like you know, weird mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, May I share the the definition of this character? Sure. I found it on the internet. I took a picture of it because I was like, that really, that feels like me. Sure. I like it. Howard has an irritable and cynical attitude towards the often bizarre events around him. He feels there is nothing special about him except that he is a duck. And though he has no goals other than seeking comfort and to be left alone, he is often dragged into dangerous adventures simply because he is visibly unusual. Are you saying you relate to this this description of the character? Yes. I'm going to throw out some big concepts. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, first of all, we need to... To know that this is set in 1980s Cleveland, Ohio, on the planet Earth. Correct. Yes. Right. What a city to choose. Of all the places to set <laughs> of know, the Marvel movie, I, uh, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a concept about this character Howard, and this, this entire movie begins and ends with the women in his life caring for him yeah the first line in the movie in howard's world it's a voicemail that we hear and she says hi howie it's your mother oh yeah always the call from your mother yeah the last line of this movie is from his Band mate, girlfriend, Earth girlfriend. Okay, Beverly Switzer. Yes, Beverly Switzer. Duh, everybody. It's <laughs> Beverly Switzer. <laughs> okay, and she says, you were great, Ducky. The women in his life, they get the, the first and last. And I think he's being protected by this feminine energy. Because later in the movie, he questions why he's he's at been shot to earth. He says, greater purpose. Are you nuts? Right. I think. And oh, and before we so he gets shot to, to earth or whatever. And then we hear this voiceover that says in the beginning, there mm. was Howard the Duck. The cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. The Cosmo says in the beginning there was Howard the Duck. We begin. Does everything begin 
with Howard the Duck in the I, Marvel you know, Universe? I wondered that myself when that narration came out. I was like, mm, that is a big, big responsibility, Howard. Can you do this? Can you do this? Because you done fucked it up. <laughs> but he didn't see that. No, sorry, that was just me. Anyway, you're right, though. That was a very, that's a very big, big thought here for a very small movie. How dare you? No, I'm sorry. It's All the of a sudden, the size, you have a movie called Ant-Man, and you're worried about size now? Hey, Ant-Man might be a small character, but that was, was a big movie. Tall. I, st- I really like the, the idea of what this movie's about. And yeah. I hope that some somehow down the line, this character comes back and is the key to things. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I could I could tell you this some theories. Fun. I got girl. This I got fun. some theories. Um, and we'll talk about some of those. Actually, I've got those for during the wrap. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. Some casting choices that were really fun, of course, for because of how they had to make they were this was originally they pitched as an animated movie. They but Universal who picked up the option to do the produce or to do this big be the big studio um, that uh, they did not want it to be animated. Uh, so of course it had to be this. So of course they were trying to do CGI duck. And in the 80s, that was not a very good option yet. So they went with the puppeting, puppet style. And so they were able to do puppets with five different puppeteers. But they also needed a suit performer, which they had two different ones. But the main one being Ed Gale. Mm -hmm. And Ed Gale, Lisa, do you... Does that name sound familiar at all to you? Yeah. Well, and I read about it. It's okay. So you know, yeah, he's the human body double for Chucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a fun little throwback for another '80s movie. Oh, Chucky, be still my heart. (laughs) On Wikipedia, it said that Ed is has broken up with a longtime partner and and is now in a new relationship. Well, congratulations to him. And and many fans have connected with. With Ed Gale on Facebook. How nice. I believe that's what it said. He's recently (laughs) in a documentary that they're talking about all these different sci-fi movies. And he talking about his experience. He right after um, Ed Gale's first big job. Right after. Yes. Right after Howard the Duck, he was picked up by Mel Brooks for Spaceballs to play. um, Because Mel Brooks is quoted saying anyone that was in Howard the Duck can be in my movie. And yeah, I love that. Which was kind of him. I mean, <laughs> Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks is a comedian. Because Mel Brooks is like, you're funny. Get over here. Um, and yeah, so he brought him over, and he was the one of the ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> okay, Michael. So I'm just just reading some notes. Um, yeah. So, but I know they had a lot of trouble making that puppet. Uh, like when they've just with different things and then shoots the first time they were trying to shoot with the actual like suit puppet style, it split in the, like right down the middle. So uh-huh. they couldn't even use it. Another time, uh, Ed couldn't even see, um, through the beak. There was like, it was very complicated. When I read one, like you could see down the throat 
of one of them, mm-hmm. like when the yeah. duck opened its mouth, like yeah. And then Ed was supposed to be able to say the lines, but they, you couldn't hear him. So then they got uh, one of the head puppeteers, which you would know. I believe he was Admiral. When you say Atta. head puppeteer, do you mean the puppeteer who operates the head or the lead puppeteer? <laughs> okay. I believe he would be known as the lead puppeteer. He was also known for playing Admiral Akbar in Star Wars. Hmm. Tim Timothy Rose. So he ended up taking over and having to do on a microphone the vocal, the audio, like the lines and everything. Again, for some reason, they chose not to use his. And then they got a voice actor to come over and do the lines over, which is another little throwback for me again to Chip Z- Chip Zahn, Chip Zine, Chip, another name, another name I can't pronounce. I wish the Jews had easier to pronounce names. Is that is he Jewish? That is the first wish I would ask the genie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make them more pronounceable, sir? I think I'd I'd have more friends if I could pronounce all the names. Oh, um, God. When I when I was doing this research for this actor, I did not realize how much I'd known this actor's voice for like through my life since now he was the original original actor to play the baker in into the woods which the first time i ever saw into the woods lisa was actually at your house your parents house when i spent Mm -hmm. the night one night then drew had left that movie at your house or you borrowed it from drew and i watched it all (laughs) devoured (laughs) bernadette peters i did not really devour bernadette peters that would be weird um but you anyway. would. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he was also, uh, he played many different things, many different characters. That's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. Uh, and yeah, so he was a fantastic voice. I want some fruit, Michael. Your fruit. Who's a fruit? Your anyway. fruit. He's just eating cuties and I don't have any and I'm jealous. I'm jealous of my lack of cuteness. <laughs> you don't lack cuteness. Oh, thanks. I really like the detail in this movie. And I love that even in Duck World, he's drinking good old Budweiser. Oh, I know. Well, there was, there was a big... that. What? Yeah, he had Budweiser. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole product placement for Budweiser in this whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was advertisements with Howard the Duck during like a whole campaign um, for promos. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I only learned that from a YouTube video of like 10 things you didn't know about. And because uh, the weirdest things about this was that all this different stuff like Budweiser, um, his <laughs> Howard the Duck um, condom in his wallet. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> it wasn't was even right. wrapped. That is oh, not no. safe. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then Play Duck, you know, all those different things. But this was supposed to be marketed for kids and family movie rated PG. This whole movie was rated PG. Was it it actually? Yes. Oh, wow. It totally was. And all this stuff was just the weirdest thing. And for some reason, I'm like, yeah, that seemed pretty normal in 1986 to be like still appropriate for parents to bring their kids to. I, for me, it's, I mean, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying it was 
I, it was a good idea. I'm just saying it didn't seem to stop many parents, in my opinion. Right. From my perspective. Maybe they didn't know what they were bringing their child to until they went to it. And then they're, and then like, they're like, what maybe the hell? this is not such child humor as it should be. Maybe it's why it didn't or, do well in the box office. So many oars. Michael, you look there like are you. movies like Ace Ventura that you go to, or I guess most Jim Carrey movies, like Cable right. Guy, where you go in expecting one thing and then you get something very different. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or you get or you expect the movie to be dumb, but not that dumb. Right. Right. You're always displeased at a Jim Carrey movie. <gasps> well, sometimes if, if you're not a Jim Carrey fan. Yeah. Right? Jim Carrey was a big thing with our with me and my brothers for sure. But for him, I felt that like some of his movies you could get a little bit more innuendo, but not Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura was right in your face with all the dirty jokes. But like the mask, I felt like wasn't straight up dirty. But we'll get there when we talk about that. It movie. was if it hadn't been washed in a while. Rocka, rocka, rocka. I just have one giant question. Where am I? Oh, well, uh, the lights up there are 9th Street and the bus stops at the corner of Powell. No, 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 no. I'm asking, what is this place? Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland? Uh-huh. That's a perfect weird name for this planet. Planet? No, no, that's the city. The planet's... Uh, you don't know the planet? Oh, well. The planet's called Earth, I think. Ew. So, yeah, uh, Leah Thompson. Love her. She's from Minnesota, Rochester. Of course she is. She's not the only link to Minnesota from this movie. She has so much, so much crimping and so much Aquanet. It's the crimped hair. I love it. How did it get so big? Like, I wish I could do that with mine. But mine's too long. Didn't they were that. inspired by like Cindy Lauper, um, that style. You know, I know Cindy Lauper is not the only one they're inspired by, but she's the Tina only one Turner. I cared about. Tina Turner, Madonna, different styles of um, hair that were going on from that era genre of the eighties. She she also did her own vocals for all the music that was written original for yeah she did Jerry Bomb, um, and all the other all the musicians were picked by the lyricist that wrote all the music besides i got a i got a theory about that band so she says to him howard she says to howard about how her band's doing so terribly right right things are going bad for the band right 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 have have a reason why okay maybe it's because the band starts playing a song and then randomly stops playing the song to play a Totally different song. Yeah, that's just rude. Fair point. I mean, yeah. And they're I mean, playing to a rough crowd. Yeah. I mean, they're behind a chain link fence. I I did think that was an interesting thing, but it is Cleveland. How do you think Cleveland got right? that way? You start and stop the song because the eighties punk take rock the record off. It hasn't even finished. So so you're blaming Cherry Bomb. Yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. 
<laughs> um, speaking of, the only other um, actress of note that I remember in that band was Holly Robinson Pete. Who's that? I don't know who she is either. She, okay, so she was known from 21 Jump Street. She was known from a show that I liked called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, oh, I like that TGI, show. TGI show. She she was one of the roommates um, oh, okay. that lived with him, hanging that hanged with him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she's had a very good career. She yeah, started she in Howard the Duck. Was she on Family Matters? I don't believe so. Let me take a look here. Did she play like oh. Aunt Rachel? No, that wasn't Aunt Rachel. No, okay. but I can see where. That could get confused because she looks similar. Uh, she was a little bit younger, but she oh the Jacksons. It was a mini series. Fresh I, Prince. Nope. I don't um, know. I can look it. There was a mini series before hanging with Mr. Cooper, the Jacksons. Of course, I was a big Michael Jackson fan back then, and I loved the Jackson Five. So I remember watching this, and she played Diana Ross in the mini series um, that I watched. Mm-hmm. So I remembered her face from there too. So yeah. Anyway, um, I loved her, and she was one of the band members. Uh, so, uh, but of course she didn't have any lines in the movie. She was just one of the band members. So mm-hmm. it was clear that it was the beginning yeah. of her career. Um, so yeah, uh, then, so yeah, Leah Thompson though, Minnesotan, this was probably the, obviously the first movie I remember Minnesotan. seeing. Minnesotan. She did not sound Minnesotan. This no, you do. I know. I love it. I love yeah. it. It happens. It's because we had Jen on her, her accent stuck with me when she. You're does. blaming someone else for your northern Minnesotan. No, I blame her for bringing it back. Oh, re encouraging it to come back. Anyway, um, yeah. So I remember, like, I think later on I would see uh, Leah in. Is it Lee or Leah? How do we say it? Leah. It is Leah. Okay, so. I think she got I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yep. I, think, I don't know. I think never can, I know. But I remember seeing Maybe her later on in, I remember seeing her later on in Dennis the Menace as his mom. Oh, the mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, so great as I, the mom. We will talk about that movie too soon. I think she had one of those like white house dresses with the little polka dots. She looked beautiful. Like curly hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the hot mom from yeah. the fifties. But of course. Yeah. She is naturally mm-hmm. what, what color hair is her natural color? What's her natural hair color? Anyway, um, and I saw that natural hair color when she was in the Beverly Hillbillies. Loved that movie too. Oh yeah. <laughs> when she was the she was basically she was a villain of that movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Can we just talk about how completely accepting and understanding she is from the drop oh, when she, she meets me- Howard? She, it seems like she is. She, she doesn't is. discriminate. She mm-hmm. doesn't like get scared. She doesn't. Yeah. She's like, I just want to help you. But he saves her first. This is true. Well, like, right. He earned that from her, but she seems like she's just a very good humanitarian, no matter what. If, if a duck saves me, go through his wallet while he is asleep. Well, she still has to be cautious. You don't know I mean, what kind of duck he is. You know. It's you the 80s. A strange duck in your house. You gotta prepare got a duck and cover. Tiny little ducky cost- condom with no wrapper. Howard. <laughs> right? Just well, when she said that, it was more like a, a mom vibe. Like, oh, Howard. Oh, Howard. Like, okay, and then you seduce him? <laughs> it's getting a little, little 
we're getting in the gray area here. You can't be both. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, um, yeah, they changed that her character actually in the comics was a, a model. I, you know, I gotta just stop for a second while we're talking about it because yeah. I think Leah Thompson early in her career was just typecast as this woman who goes through people she oh. invites into her house they, they go, she goes through their stuff because this was her her role right after back to the future right that's so. right where she plays a woman who <laughs> takes a young boy up to her bedroom <laughs> knocks him unconscious and goes through his his belongings and believes based on his underwear that his name is calvin klein Mm-hmm. Well, it's clear yes. that it's clear that George Lucas would probably be like, you know, what? you were just in my friend's movie, and he, um, and he you really liked the way you went through yeah. that sleeping and, guy's belongings. And I think you're just right for the part for this one. He liked and, your method of seduction, and we believe you're the next it girl. For so we want to put you in this next sci-fi film that is going to be the next success film. Ha ha ha! <laughs> I was gonna say I'm really enjoying your inflection at the moment. I had to wrap it up with that. Aha. Aha. <laughs> also, when, when she does go through his wallet, I like that it's like all like the dollar bills are basically the same. Oh, but there's the, a duck yeah, on the George them. Washington duck bill. Yeah. yeah. And then Discovery Duck or whatever it was, like his credit cards and oh, stuff. Yeah. Can yeah. I I, I want to step back to when Howard and Beverly Swizzler. Twizzler? Twizzler? Switzer. Yep. Yeah, it's basically like Twizzler, but Switzer, but there's a T in there. It's like yep. Switzerland when, without the when, when they meet, there is an exchange of words, and this is one of my favorite lines from the movie. The drug user slash attempted rapist says upon seeing Howard for the first time, I've been doing too much toot. <laughs> yeah, I almost died when I saw when I heard that. What is toot? Do you know, do you know what I, is toot? Do you cocaine. know I, I anticipated this as one of your notes? I it's speed. It's it's cocaine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been doing too much toot. Because does it make does cocaine make you toot? I don't know. I've never. Sorry. I'm not, I haven't done cocaine. No, it's a good what question. An eight year old would want to know. <laughs> right. but it is a good question. It's a good one. Uh, that's uh, yeah, but that, it will you, keep you up too long. I anticipated this. No, I've been doing him. too much toot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it should be like marketed with like a Betty Boop type of like. Um, you want them toot and toot 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 toot. Oh, there could be a, a choo-choo train that's on a track under your nose, and then when it gets under your nose, it toots, and it blows the cocaine up your nose, and you get the sound, and it goes up, and it looks like the train's... Here oh, it's the genius. Here the toot-toot. That's where nine and three quarters comes from. Get ready, get ready to sniff and hug. This one's for you, cocaine users. Okay. Uh, let's 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 move. Let's wrap that's that a up. Fantastic and move on. promotion. For... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I've never. No. I've never done the stuff. But I'm. I. That was it, an interesting. Terrified me. No. Um, I'm... If you've ever accidentally taken a pixie stick and inhaled it, <laughs> you know exactly and the I pain have. that you never want to experience again. So mm-hmm. why cocaine just never appealed to me? Yeah. <laughs> I've, 
I've done the um, pixie stick up the nose and I've done pickle juice in the eye and I know this, but I still have yet to lick carpet. Um, Speaking of that, I just took a turn. Leah Thompson, Beverly Switzler, she, upon discovering this condom, she judge, I feel like she's judging him for practicing safe sex. It was the 80s. She's in a rock band. It was the 80s. This is You'd the think 80s, she'd be really, 80s epidemic. Yeah. You'd think she'd be very, very like proud to know that like she's friends with a uh, duck that is practicing safe sex. Duck sex. Duck. Whatever you call duck sex in a slang term. Ducking. <laughs> there you go. There you have it, folks. I'm going to go quack the shit out of you. <laughs> With Quack Foo. This is amazing. Man's oldest fantasy. Across a sea of stars. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No. It's a duck. Nice ducky. Me, Phil. You, Howard. We be friends. Ugh. Undoubtedly, one of Earth's greatest minds here. I love Tim Robbins in this. I exclaimed out loud when I saw him. I was like, oh, he's in this. I'm I did so too. Glad. You're so. Thank you. I'm so glad that you guys brought him up because I was waiting to get in so I could introduce that. Tim Robbins was this was one of his first movies before we knew who he was really. And he was yeah. a very funny character in this movie. Yeah. All gangly and sciencey. He was the <laughs> sidekicky nerdy character. Um, have you ever watched uh, like Screen Junkies honest trailers on YouTube ever? Either of you? No. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, a while. They I kind I've of seen one. I came across the Howard the Duck one today mm. and he just the guy, the voiceover introduced Tim Robbins characters as a thing and Big Bang Theory, um, get all the Big Bang Theory characters in one actor. I was like, yeah, huh. that sums it up pretty well. The way yeah. he kind of played a character. Um, He's just so young. Yeah. It's so yeah. Like, it's so strange. I mean, I know all the actors are young at one point, but it's just mm. it just strikes me. Or, you know, it hits me like, wow, he's just a baby face in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. with the whole flying the pedal plane. <laughs> they actually had to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, too. I always wanted to fly one of those after I saw that. And I was like, I probably would have never done it if I had the opportunity as a kid. But I always wanted to. You are a far braver soul than I. Like I said, I always wanted to. I don't think I would have done it had I actually had the opportunity. Oh, all right. Yeah. So you're just like I said, I wanted to be able right, to do right. it because it looked cool and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. scary. Right. Um. I yeah. I didn't. I didn't think I'd seen anything with Tim Robbins in it until Shawshank Redemption. But um, when you look back, you're like, oh yeah, that was Tim Robbins. But of course, I was a little kid when. I'd seen Howard the Duck until Shawshank, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think this, I, so I grew up with this movie mm-hmm. and um, I remember being really interested in this 
this story as a, as a child. Right. And, um, but I also grew up with, you know, a family watching, um, married with children. Okay. Yep. You know, so like that kind of little more crass humor, mm-hmm. um, but still family oriented. Right, right. Some, like I could see aspects of my family represented there. Um, but Howard the Duck, it, I was so fascinated and I remember being scared about the movie or whatever. And, and even during this rewatch, I, I again was scared watching parts of this movie. And while the film has been critically panned and it has a 14% uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes, the, the movie itself is a really just a fun Marvel movie. Right. It totally makes sense that it's a Marvel movie. The it concepts that it introduces exactly. are so are the basis for the universe. The cosmos, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's I, it's such a fun movie. I think that overall, despite how how much uh everyone hates it, mm-hmm. it's a a really great film. I think that that the husband and wife duo, a little bit of hyperbole in there. <laughs> the husband and wife duo that Jeff. wrote and produced this with George Lucas, William Hayek. 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 I so as I was reading these bad reviews about this couple who got who you know married yeah. couple, Cats, and everything, yep. Uh, I was imagining the pronunciation of is it Willard? I was Willard. Thank you, Willard. Hi, hi. I'm assuming, yeah. I just imagine Goofy, his kind of yuck, because that's how it looks. How is it spelled? It's that is H- how it looks. H u y c k. That's exactly how it looks. Exactly. Hike. <laughs> <Hi-yuk. laughs> you got like, it. Reading, reading um, his name and reading all respect. The... All respect to him. All, all respect. Yes. Yes. All respect, but you hearing, just cannot pronounce your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> hearing Goofy's voice as I'm reading his name with my eyes, and and then a story about Marvel and Disney mm-hmm. working together to redesign Howard the Duck's oh. look to oh, yes. differentiate from Daffy. They Daffy get, Donald, yeah, because who gives a shit? Because they did go through <laughs> that. They had to, and the big difference they had to do because there was that big concern between Disney and right. Marvel about. Uh, oh, you are stealing because we have Donald. And where did you come up with Howard? They're so similar. A crabby duck. What? Hmm? And so the big difference that they made, they put Howard in pants. Yeah. Right. That was the big difference. Cigars. Yes. And they gave him cigars and made him a little more adult. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's a. The why grown, does. Anyway, I want to go back quickly. We were ta- We introduced the couple, the writers. So I want to yeah. stick with that quickly. Um, and they wrote it, and a lot of times, whenever there would be a bad review or somebody would like put it down, they would respond as like, "This is a movie about a duck from outer space. What are you expecting?" And an like, Oscar. I'm like, I kind of like it's like the story that they gave is exactly what you'd expect from a story story about a duck from outer space. I think yeah. so. They yeah. gave the story exactly what I would expect the story to be. If this duck is from a other planet that's like mirror of our own, but the human, but duck. the humanoid ducks instead. 
Yeah. Play it does. It does such a good job. The beginning of the movie does such a good job in a very short amount of time. Oh, the setup there, the intro? To, to establish the world mm-hmm. that this man, Howard, this duck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Howard is kidnapped from his world. And yeah. that was the end brought, of the sentence. And brought to a foreign just like, alien, alien planet. He was brought to an alien planet. Mm-hmm. You know, he was abducted by aliens. Abducted. He was abducted by aliens. He was abducted by aliens. Wow. He was. Weird wow. way to think about that, eh? That's interesting. Oh my God. Did I just say, eh? You did. Sure <laughs> that did. Happened. Yeah. Um, I never really thought that that was going to be. Maybe we got too close. Too fi- did we get to the who's the villain of this movie really quick? Um, no. We'll, we'll get back. Jenning. I told you, bird brain, I am not Jenning anymore. I am now one of the dark overlords of the universe. Mm, dark overlord of the universe? That must be quite a responsibility. Tonight, the laser beam me at the nexus of Sominus. What is that? A suburb of Cleveland? <laughs> it lies beyond the planets. It is a region of demons. Mm. To which we dark overlords were exiled eons ago. Uh, How did you feel when the doctor, is it Dr. Jennings or Professor Jennings? Dr. Jennings. Jennings. Dr. Jennings. uh, When he becomes possessed by the dark overlord and the dark overlord is needing energy while driving a semi-truck. Oh, and the tongue? And the tongue. That is absolutely the scariest thing ever. I just that have is, to say the effects and whatever prop they had to design on that is just props to them, pun intended. Yeah. So I was talking to Aaron when he told me that this was the movie that he was picking. And I said, I know I've seen it, but the only part I remember is the part with the tongue. Mm-hmm. It's burned into my brain. And then when I saw it again today... There's a reason that it's burned into my brain. You're it's, triggered. It's oh my gross. God. This movie is traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's scary and gross. Yeah. And then when he's talking like this, I'm like, oh, he sounded uh, just like what you'd hear of like people who had to talk with like those have to talk with those things on their throat after like they have like throat, you know, those voice box things. Yeah. He sounded just like what you'd sound if you had to. He was really good. If I yes. tried to talk like he had to talk in that voice, I'd probably be in a coughing fit within like three or four sentences. Right. I will give credit. That's to talk like that for a long period of time is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Right. Left. So, yeah, great, great, great spooky character out of that. But, yeah. How did you read? How did you deal with that as a child watching that? Did that bother you? Like I said, I was saying is I don't specifically remember anything about that part being scary. But I, I was also watching Freddy Krueger and things and Chucky at the time. How old were you when you watched this? Remember, this movie was came out in nineteen eighty six. I lived with in right. this specific apartment that I remember watching. I lived until I was five or six. You were watching Freddy Krueger when you were five? We mentioned that in the Freddy Krueger and Jason movies. I don't remember yesterday. <laughs> I remember it. Go listen to the I'm episodes. I'm a bad friend. I don't need to. I've already done it. No, I was talking to Lisa. Me, I, I don't she, she doesn't like, listen to our episodes. What? I don't, I don't <laughs> listen to our episodes. I trust Aaron. 
Yeah, but she, that doesn't I, don't I don't trust like to them. hear. I don't like. Well, well I gotta not, hear it. I'm not implying. I don't like. What to hear are myself. you putting out there? I don't like I to hear I myself. So. Unreliable narrator. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, uh, yeah, I don't remember it being uh, terrifying at all. Really, I just don't. I guess I, at that time, I I always felt really safe with my mom and my brothers. At that time, there was nothing I was afraid of at that time before my trauma that was pre-trauma there was nothing traumatizing yet it sounds pretty good yeah in terms of like feeling that safe in your world with your I people oh i've told it to my therapist i'm like the last time i felt safe i was playing 1988 <laughs> yeah. yeah let's let's talk about this villain who like we yeah, we got an antagonist but we got to talk about i, I want to know i think the true villains of this movie are scientists Scientists. Oh, because they they um they, they did this. They alien abducted him. They and they allowed the this portal to become open and allow these dark overlords to make their way here. They created such a vulnerability, and with no oversight, you know, they're messing with forces larger than themselves without scientists oh, yeah you should oh. be ashamed of yourselves how dare you science i'm just gonna first science Ugh. howard the duck what a what a treat of a movie for me to like remember watching with my family when did my, you when my family seemed happier did amazing. you air pop it and malt make i, I you know i I that was an afterthought when I was doing the re rewatch. I'm honest, I really should have done that, but I would have had want, to get a blender and an air popper. I want popcorn so bad right now, you guys. <laughs> Go get your air popper. Do they still well, make just, air? They still make air poppers. Yeah, yeah. I just use a pan, a little bit of oil. Yeah, I used to have a whirly stove. pop. I like my whirly pop. Mm. It's just fun to say. I just, I just make popcorn on the stove like Michael does now, but. <laughs> Do you ever add brown sugar? No. Is it good? Obviously. So in addition to your oil and everything, uh, uh, add a little bit of brown sugar in there. Mm -hmm. um, and it it's essentially how you... And definitely look up the actual recipe to do this properly. Is it caramel uh, cornish? It's like a caramel corn, and it mm. really tastes very good. Um, I will, I less is more. Sure. Thank you. I will Always. Less yeah. is more with that. Otherwise, it caramelizes and burns. It sounds like a really nice thing to give a shot. Thank you for that suggestion. So good, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why the shirt actually burnt. doesn't fit. <laughs> it's probably why, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it looks buttoned, but it's it's <laughs> right. not. Sorry, I'm dying right now. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> he flashes me with his white t-shirt. You yeah. think it's buttoned, but it's not. <laughs> I know. Easy access panel over here. Uh, this is why my partner and I, we don't argue in, in public. We got the easy access panel right here. <laughs> it rubs my tummy. Aw, do you purr? So for good luck for me to calm down. Um, but thank you guys for walking back into the mid-80s now. We've gone pretty far into that, back into the 80s, but I think mm -hmm. this is as far as I can go right now because it's really one of the earliest I remember. If you were to give Howard the Duck... Tails uh, up, it's like how many ducktails? One to five stars. What would you give Howard the Ooh. Duck? Sorry, um, I would, based on my own personal like 
like like categories? Yes, I don't want you to ask anyone else. I, I'm only asking for your thoughts. I know, yeah, that's based on yeah. your thoughts. I would probably give it a good four out of five because it wasn't perfect. It had it had room to be better. Lisa, you know, I was gonna go with two and a half, but I think it's a solid three. I think I'm really give it three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I like that we're all there in there. Yeah. Four for me only because it was such a good nostalgic. That's what really puts it over the top. It's just a really good memory movie for me. If anything else. It's chilling. A lot of chilling parts of that movie. (laughs) There's so many. Yeah, like sticking your tongue in a cigarette lighter to charge your host. The host. Yeah. So we've got on that note. All right, everybody. Wow, who doesn't love talking about a duck from outer space? I tell you, I don't. I love it. I love it. I'm not one of those people that doesn't. (laughs) Anyway, thanks again. This was a fun conversation, a fun topic to talk about. Uh, It's really, it's one of my first memories of movies that I watched. So I can say that in the beginning there was Howard the Duck, and now I'm a Marvel fan. And is it because of Howard the Duck? Who knows? I don't care. I love them all. Anyway, we've got lots more episodes coming soon. Uh, We're going to be letting Lisa take over. And we're going to be letting Michael take over. And they've got some special movies they want to talk about. So stick around and don't forget to subscribe and or follow, like, whatever you need to, wherever you're listening. If you cannot find an actual home to like and subscribe check out our website at www.growupaaron.com. And until next time, we'll talk to you later.